Okay, here's the quote from Winnie the Pooh. I have been foolish and deluded, and I am a bear of no brain at all. <laughs> Is that the Winnie the Pooh voice? I can't remember it. Actually, I didn't realize you were doing a Pooh voice. You sounded a lot like my grandfather. Pooh Burton. <laughs> sounded just like my grandpa, Pooh Burton. Pooh Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. My name is Jackie. I'm a host. My name is Rachel. I'm the other host. My name is Theo. I'm the producer. And this week, we are covering an episode that you, the audience, decided. It was the Clash of the Titans, Winnie the Pooh versus Job, and Winnie the Pooh was the decisive victor. Just goes to show you when your entire audience is Satanists. This is what happens. They, they pick, pick Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. <laughs> Honestly, Job is so weird. You would think that Satanists would be like, yeah, people should know a little bit more about Job, which we will cover it someday because it is its one of my favorite books of the Bible, I have to say. I mean, I was a little nervous about making fun of a book of the Bible. Like, I mean, we already have a one-star review, presumably from a fascist, I just don't want to make anybody else mad. We're bigger than Jesus. Theo. Oh, God damn it, Theo. That's the one thing you don't say. <laughs> you want to hear something funny that Becca said about people in the past? One day we will be those people. No. What There's she... just friends you haven't met yet and will never meet. <laughs> They're friends you haven't met yet and will never meet. And also they would probably yes. be racist against you because you're partially Polish. Me? Oops. This is directed at Jackie. Oh, I was about to say. Don't you dare call yeah, me Yeah, how Polish. dare you? That's <laughs> no, just a joke. I'm actually pretty much every, every kind of white that I am is a white that people used to be racist against. Italian, Polish, Jewish. Irish, Polish, not Jewish. Mm. Oh, that's a big one. Okay, let me tell you what Beg said that I think is so funny. She came over and she wanted to watch a TV show. She wanted to watch an anime. And I said, oh, we should watch this one that I haven't seen. It's called Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. And we started watching it. And a few minutes in, she goes, wait a second. Is this set in the Taisho era? I hate the Taisho era. What? <laughs> if there's one time that I do not want to go back to, it is the Taisho era, which if people don't know, that is Japan between 1912 and 1926. So Becca's like weird irrational hatreds are Italian Americans and Taisho era Japan. And Muppets. Oh yeah, the Muppets. Well, that's not irrational, but why this thing about Japan? She hates the Taisho era because she says that the way people, like the fashion at the time seems like it should be set further in the past. So she just gets furious when she sees these people with like kimonos and like 1800s hairstyles riding around on trains or like using electric lights. Mm. She just doesn't like it. It freaks her out. It's like Japanese steampunk, basically. I mean, I guess, but that's actually <laughs> how it was. <laughs> That's just what people looked like, and that's the technology they had. They lived. I just, I think we need to, oh, sorry, Theo. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I Well, <laughs> I just was saying, I think we need to tell Becca she doesn't like steampunk. Like, it's not okay to just hate an era, you know, like they actually were that way. Nah, you can hate Well, them. she would probably also hate steampunk, but like, it's just funny. She's saying, if you have the chance to send me back in time, that's the 14 years 
and place that I really don't want to go to. Okay. Well, the question is, if she could only be sent back there, she still wouldn't go back in time. Being the only person who's ever gone back in time, she still And she gets to come back. Okay. I'll text it to her and hopefully we'll get the answer while we're recording. She'd be fine with going to the Taisho era as long as she wasn't in Japan. I don't think it's called the Taisho era if it's not in Japan. (laughs) I don't think other countries should have to reckon their years by an emperor of Japan. No, I think I think every couple years, like one country gets to name the era for the whole world. Really? Mm-hmm. And it should be the U.S. usually, right? Usually, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll give Japan a pass for that one, 1912 to 1926. No, maybe it should be one corporation mm. gets to name. The Pepsi era or something. Mm, the sweet, delicious Pepsi era. <laughs> the Pepsi years. <laughs> Loving flaming Hot Cheetos time. <laughs> That's the trick, is a corporation gets to name the chunk of time, but they don't know how many bad things are going to happen. Yeah. It's a gamble. It is a gamble. Yeah. Like right now, we're in the corona years. Right. And I'm sure that beer company wishes they hadn't taken their chance, but it's too late. Yeah. They did. I mean, or like, what if Capri Sun was like, all right, September 2001, this is our month. Like, oh, no. <laughs> that would be confusing. I don't want that to happen. Don't do it, Jeff. I'm serious. Jeff, what? Why are you talking to Jeff? I'm talking to Jeff Bezos. Bezos. He's the only one I assume. Oh, I thought you were talking about our patron. I was like, does he control Capri Sun <laughs> and the past? <laughs> if so, Jeff, you're very, very powerful. Make us yeah. more popular. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Use one of those things. I don't know which would be more helpful. But If we could get a Capri Sun <laughs> sponsorship, we'd have it made. That'd be sick. I would start drinking it again. Does it exist still? Yeah, they make it. Most podcasters, they have Monster Energy or whatever. Bang Energy. We'd be Capri Sun. Boxed water. You know what really freaked me out is that there were times when I'd be like, I've been drinking this for like three years. I need to see what color this stuff is. And it was clear. Oh, yeah. That blew my little mind. That was a terrible mistake on their part. Terrible mistake. I was just like, got it. They lost all credibility with me. (laughs) The straw is opaque, right? Yellow. No, it's yellow. Mm -hmm. Opaque means that you can't see inside. It's not a color. No, Rachel. (laughs) That's the wrong color. You don't know your colors yet. Was the straw opaque? No, it was yellow. (laughs) Rachel still hasn't learned her colors. Oh my gosh. It was opaque and yellow. Yeah. But it was just like, it tastes just like an island breeze. And then I found out that it's clear. needs to be neon turquoise. I mean, basically. (laughs) Okay. So, Rachel, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about the author. I know his birthday because he shares my birthday. And every time that there was a little, ooh, this person shares your birthday thing, A.A. Milne is always at the top of the list. And I always thought, I would like to have someone a little cooler, but that's fine. No, that's, that's a cool birthday guy. Okay, say what his birthday is. September 30th. And I don't know what really happened in his life except that he wrote this so i hope i hope he's cool why don't you the tell thing me? is that's not his birthday what his birthday what? is january 18th what the fuck <laughs> what that's my sister's birthday yeah that's why you got confused i guess no i've always read that my whole life google it right now i believe you why has this always been the case are you sure it hasn't did he like maybe have a rebirth i don't think he did <laughs> yeah that's that's tricky <laughs> What? If you're reborn, if you're resurrected, which is your birthday? It's your rebirthday. That'd be pretty great. Double presents? <laughs> Do you think that's why Jesus did it? He wanted double presents? Yeah. Okay, so on September 30th in 2011, there was a book published called The Life and Times of the Real Winnie the Pooh. Oh, must have been for the anniversary of the author's birthday. <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's let's just move on from this because now I'm pissed. <laughs> okay. So he was actually born in 1882 
January 18th. He died in 1956. So he served in World War One, and he was an officer, and he wrote a book soon after in the 1930s that was like an anti-war book. I think it was in 1934. And then like in 1940, he wrote another book that sort of retracted some of his opinions on war being bad, I guess. Wait, now I'm not. Okay, I'm glad I don't share his birthday then. <laughs> so so in 1934, he wrote Peace with Honor. And in 1940, he wrote War with Honor, which I'll have to read and see exactly what he was saying. He also had a weird kind of rivalry with P.G. Wodehouse. Do you know him? He wrote the Worcester and Jeeves books. Worcester and Jeeves? I've heard that name before, but no, I don't think I've read those books. You know Jeeves. Like the like the butler guy, AskJeeves.com? Yeah, he's a character from this book series with this kind of like very silly, foppish English gentleman named Bertie Worcester, and he has a, a manservant named Jeeves who's extremely competent, and they're pretty funny. Hmm. But so um, Wodehouse and Milne had this weird rivalry because P.G. Wodehouse got captured by the Nazis and imprisoned. <laughs> and Milne was like, I wish that would have happened to me. <laughs> I like people who didn't get captured or <laughs> <laughs> no. So while he was imprisoned, he made some radio broadcasts that were kind of lighthearted and they did make fun of the Germans. But Milne was like, you're collaborating with the Germans right now. Like, I know that you're kind of making fun because of them. Because you got captured? He was working with them to do radio <gasps> broadcasts. But the broadcasts were like kind of making fun of the Germans, but also obviously like it was making it seem like it wasn't so bad to be captured by the Germans, I guess. Why are the Germans making fun of the Germans ever? Yeah. Well, I'm imagining it's supposed to be like propaganda videos and then he's inserting his other little stuff in there. Yeah, or like I that. think it's I, I haven't listened to them, but my guess is that it was kind of like. Oh, ha, 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 look at these guys, which in one sense, sure, it made fun of them in a lighthearted way, but also you were making lighthearted radio broadcasts from an enemy camp, which the implications of you being able to do that, you know? You must be privileged. They must be treating you nicely. Well, yeah, basically. So anyway, so Milne was like, this is near treason. And then Wodehouse wrote a lot in his, um, in some of his books, he would do parodies of a lot of the children's poems that Milne wrote to kind of make fun of him, but then later was like, look, I did actually really like his writing. So what's really funny to me is that before the Winnie the Pooh stuff came out, Milne was very well known as a writer. He wrote novels, he was a humorist, and he wrote a bunch of plays. So he was he was super famous already. And then he wrote the Winnie the Pooh stuff. And from then on, he was the Winnie the Pooh guy. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> was he a fan of that or... Because I know a lot of people, like artists, when they make something ex extremely famous and everybody forgets whatever they did before, they're like, I don't like this. I'm, I regret making Winnie the Pooh. I mean, he kept writing them, but no, he was very annoyed. <laughs> he kept writing them, and he kept making them worse <laughs> and worse. Like, yeah, let's see if people still like this shit. No, they're good. I, I do think that Christopher Robin didn't like it. I heard that when Christopher Robin was in school, he got made fun of a lot by kids. Yeah. He got bullied. I've heard that, too. Yeah. For being the one from the books, which sucks, <laughs> but it's worth it to think about his, he had a Winnie the Pooh fortune that he inherited. It's worth it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, I was like with that in mind, like that's pretty much the only fact I knew or uh, reported fact is that he was, you know, kind of bullied and made fun of for being the character in these books. I was reading it thinking like, okay, what if this was me? And I think I would find it, yeah, a little embarrassing as well. Mm. I mean, his son ended up, 
he became estranged from his parents because he was like, basically, you know, you used you my used childhood me. for this. Although I love the books. If somebody did this to me, I, I would have loved it. <laughs> if someone did this to me. Yeah. <laughs> but also, but I mean, uh, part of the, let me just say this. Part of the reason they got estranged was because Christopher Robin, when he grew up, he married his first cousin. Rachel really hates cousin marriages. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, their whole family hated it. Really? Yeah. Not her, though. Yeah, not the cousin. <laughs> she was into it. It's so easy to change your name, though. Why didn't he just change his name? When he was a school child? It's, like, so easy. Yeah, my name's Theo Chandler, but how long has it been Theo Chandler? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Wait, actually, now that I think about it, why didn't the, the dad just change the name in the story? I mean, I guess he was thinking of it like a cute little gift. Hmm. I mean, the thing is, so he had written the books— they were based on stories that he actually would tell his son, Christopher Robin. There's a frame narrative that's him telling the Winnie the Pooh stories to Christopher Robin, and you get the boy's reaction to them. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, you show up in this story, too, or whatever. And then he's like, oh, my God, the story is about me. And he's like, yeah, don't you remember doing all this stuff? And Christopher Robin's like, yeah, I do remember, but tell me anyway, because he has his little stuffed bear. And he's like, Pooh doesn't remember. Tell him. Right. Wow, what a liar. So he gets to be a character in the stories. And so he wrote it that way. Yeah, I would have changed the name. That's bad parenting. <laughs> what would you have named him instead? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so one good thing about him is that... Uh, so his opinion on the war was complicated. He considered himself a pacifist, but he decided to join the British Home Guard in World War II because he considered Hitler to be like the devil. He thought he was the worst guy. He was saying like, Whoa. if you fight against Hitler, you're fighting a righteous crusade on the side of good. Nice. Not wrong. <laughs> so he was, at the time of World War II, he was older late 40s 50s or whatever so he was a little old to actually be fighting on the front but yeah so they were you know civilian militia they stayed in the uk they were kind of it was if you were too young or too old to literally join the army you could kind of join them and support the war efforts at home etc okay was winnie the pooh used for propaganda like were there any cartoons <laughs> of pooh bear fighting hitler uh Let's see. Like there's propaganda of like, I don't know, the Italians or the Germans or the Japanese just like beheading a Pooh Bear and this is how awful they I'm are. I'm not yeah. finding any, but he did write World War One propaganda after he was like sick or injured or whatever. There were like cartoons of like Superman fighting the Nazis and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if there were cartoons of Pooh Bear <laughs> fighting I, I would love that like freaking Tigger <laughs> bouncing on their head. I would love that shit. Eeyore bitch slapping him with his tail. <laughs> yeah. Piglet just gnawing their eyes out. <laughs> Whoa. Very Jackie of him. <laughs> yeah, that's so Jackie. So he wrote several books in the series. And when I was a kid, actually, these were some of the most popular books that my dad would read to me and my sisters. Meanwhile, I didn't even know it was a book. I was like, what is Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> like Uncultured swine. Not Piglet at all. Clearly, you're not a Satanist. Clearly not. Good callback. Uh, yeah, I just knew it as like these little VHS tapes. We, I mean, I knew it came from a book, but I didn't understand what that book was. Like, was it one long novel? Was it like just a single little story? Was it? I knew that my tummy was rumbly, but that's all I knew. <laughs> you didn't know from whence that phrase came? Yeah, why I was feeling it. 
Yeah. I was having like fl- like flashbacks, like things. I was reading this and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know I still remember this. Some trauma in Jackie's past <laughs> <laughs> associated with Winnie the Pooh. PTSD, poo traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about the trauma, honestly. But yeah, go ahead, Rachel. Oh, Becca texted me back and she said she would not go to the Taisho era if she had the opportunity to go back in time. She's bullshitting. And, and she never had. The, she never she's had the chance to go anywhere else. That's her one chance. She's going to turn it down. She's absolutely bullshitting. Because she doesn't like the style of dress. Tell her I know she's lying just to seem interesting. <laughs> okay. But we're not interested. Tell her that too. Yeah. But we're actually really <laughs> bored. She said even if no one else could ever go back in time, she wouldn't go back in time. <laughs> Damn. Cold hearted. Well, I hope nobody ever gives Becca that power to determine whether anyone else ever gets to go back. She laughed at you saying, you know, she's lying just to seem interesting. It's about time somebody laughed at something really mean I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you wouldn't even go back in time to tell them not to commit atrocities in World War II. She said, I have no business over there. They wouldn't listen to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> In 1916 Japan. <laughs> I have no business with them. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are covering the first six chapters of the first book in the Winnie the Pooh series. It's called Winnie the Pooh. Boring. And here's something I think is funny. <laughs> I mean, at the time, nobody had ever heard the phrase Winnie the Pooh before. They were like, this is crazy. I'm so excited by this. And he spends quite a while at the beginning, like, ex- Kind of explaining why he's called that, but not explaining at all. Yeah. So I, w- I was confused. I texted Rachel and I said, is this? She's like, did someone slip drugs into my food at dinner tonight? What's going on? Yeah, there was. there's an introduction <laughs> and it's him. It's the author talking about the conception of Winnie the Pooh and his son and how he named him. But it made no sense. It was so bizarre. I need to tell Theo something. Okay. When Jackie and I were discussing how many chapters to read, She said we should stop after six chapters because then new characters are introduced. And the characters are Kanga and Rue, which it's like, I think the audience would have been able to handle that. Well, it was was roughly halfway. I don't want them to get confused. It was roughly halfway. It seemed like a good stopping point. I don't know. Well, I appreciate it, to be honest. Thanks. (laughs) I agreed with you. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I was like, wait a second. Everybody knows all the characters. Kanga and Rue. Not everybody. You're being yes. very um, Central American right now. I don't think I am. You're being a centrist. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Only an extremist would say not everyone knows the characters from Winnie the Pooh. It's not even an American story. I know. You're saying like she's being America-centric? Is that what? I'm not. I think that's what I meant to say, but I said Central American. Central American and <laughs> centrist American. Oh, no. Okay. And also, that's not true. Winnie the Pooh, I think, was like one of the first books to be translated into Latin. It's called Vinnie Illa Pooh or something. Oh, so all the old dead children could read it? Yeah, even the old dead children know Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so I was reading something really cute about the intro, and somebody said in the Russian translation, we'll get into this, but they say basically like, yeah, the reason he got his name, it is very confusing. And if you understood English, you would be even more confused. Yes. Which is evidently true with Jackie. I wish I didn't understand English. I really wish I didn't right now. Wow. Okay. What does he say about the name? Here, okay, let me back up a little bit. The thing I really like about the Winnie the Pooh books is that you see A.A. Milne kind of playing around with the character of Winnie the Pooh that you don't ever see with any of the movies or cartoons. 
So Winnie the Pooh in this book is quite different from the one that you would have seen on cartoons on the Disney Channel or wherever. And he kind of gets retconned several times. It's much more obvious that this is a character who grew out of just random bedtime stories he made up for his son. Over the course of the book, he gets retconned. What does retconned mean? It's like in a series when it's like something seems to be contradictory. Then and then they, they go to... back and they're like, actually, it came from this. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. A, that's a useful term. So what the introduction starts with, it says, if you happen to have read another book about Christopher Robin, you may remember that he once had a swan or the swan had Christopher Robin. I don't know which. And that he used to call the swan Pooh. That was a long time ago. And when we said goodbye, we took the name with us as we didn't think the swan would want it anymore. Well, when Edward Bear said that he would like an exciting name to all to himself, Christopher Robin said at once without stopping to think that he was Winnie the Pooh, and he was. So as I have explained the Pooh part, I will now explain the rest of it. And that's it. He doesn't even tell you who Christopher Robin is or who Edward Bear is or what this swan, why did he own a swan? He does tell you that, but later on, this is in the introduction. It's like a one-page introduction. So then in the next paragraph, he says, Christopher Robin and I like to go to the zoo, and some people start at the beginning and they walk all the way to the end, but the best people go straight to their favorite animals and they stay there the whole time. Christopher Robin is friends with a zookeeper and he would say something and then we would go to a special exhibit and then a brown bear would come out and Christopher Robin would be like, Christopher Robin hugs that bear. They interact in person and it turns out that that bear's name is Winnie. Then the author says, we don't know if Winnie was called after Pooh or Pooh after Winnie. And then he's like, okay, now Piglet's like, what's up with me? And I say, time to start the book. Listener, if you're confused, you're supposed to be. Don't worry about it. But at this time, I'm texting Rachel and I'm like, is he literally saying that Christopher Robin would get led into a polar bear enclosure to play with the bears? And she was like, I'm not going to tell you. I don't think it was a polar bear. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know if that really happened. People were weird about their kids in the 1900s. Haven't you seen those photos of like Victorian children riding alligators? Like, I yeah. have no idea if he was literally hugging a brown bear. Yeah, or like bears dancing and stuff like that. I don't know. It'll make them like they used it to. It could have been a real bear that he was really hugging. I don't know. I was like, well, this is the introduction. We haven't even started. So presumably this is all real. And yet I'm confused as hell. <laughs> when they Then when we go to chapter one, his name is Edward Bear. So he starts as Winnie the Pooh and then now he's Edward Bear on the next page. He's back to Edward Bear? Yeah, in the book, he's Edward Bear. And then at the end of the first paragraph, the author says, here he is, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, I'm over it. <laughs> so first we hear the origin of Pooh, then the origin of Winnie. Then we hear his name's Edward Bear. Then we hear, actually, he's Winnie the Pooh. The author's like, I'm sure everyone's saying, wait a second, isn't he a boy? And then Christopher Robin says, yeah, he's a boy. And he's like, well, where does Winnie come from? And he says, his name's not Winnie. His name is Winnie the Pooh, like T-H-E-R. And he says, don't you know what there means? And the author's like, yeah, I do. I like it when you hit it right there, right there. Yeah. Yeah. So then the author <laughs> says, I hope you understand what there means because that's all the explanation we're going to get. Moving on, he's Winnie the Pooh now. It's very realistic because, you know, little kids will just, like, come up with names like that for whatever reason. Like, I named mm -hmm. our family Dog. So this was a dog that, like, my neighbors had, but, like, they moved and left her behind, like, abandoned her. And I still remember this, even though I was probably, like, only three or four years old. My dad said, what should we name her? And I said, Tally. And he was like, what? Why? And I was like, Tally. That's it. And that was her name. <laughs> and Jackie had a an imaginary friend named Alajenka, by the way. Yeah. How did you remember that? Wow. I just did. You've said it many times. <laughs> and Rachel's was named Kaleppi. Yep. My brother had an imaginary friend named Horsebig. 
And my parents say that when my brother first went off to preschool, he said, all right, Theo, you need to play with Horse Big while I'm gone. And then I was just playing with Horse Big. Oh, he left you his imaginary friend. <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? That's really cute, actually. Yeah. The other thing about names was when we got Marshall, my brother was trying to decide between Marshall or Hammerhead. And then we went with Marshall. <laughs> Wait, was Horse Big a horse, by the way? I don't think so. I don't know what Horse Big was, but he was great. That makes me think Seth was reincarnated and his previous form was someone who spoke a language that put the adjective after the noun. <laughs> what was Alajenka, Jackie? Alajenka was a person. Oh, um, like an adult or a child? I think she was a child, but I want to say she was a little older than me. And my parents got really <laughs> scared because apparently I used to like squeeze the heads of my baby dolls like a lot. And I would say like Alajenka is making me do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So I think she was kind of like a dark presence. What, what was Alajanka, Jackie? Oh, she was a demon from hell. <laughs> Who would just make me do dangerous, violent things? I remember that. I don't know why. Like, I don't I, I don't remember having, like, a fun time with Alajanka. I think she was, like, maybe the manifestation of my anxiety or something. I don't know. I remember crying blood, but that's all I remember <laughs> doing with Alajanka. <laughs> What, what was Kaluppi? I know Kaluppi was a bar of soap, right? So I only ever played with Kaluppi when I was taking a bath. And she was whatever bar of soap we happened to have in the tub at the time. <laughs> Whoa. was Kaluppi. And also she was always my daughter. Always? <laughs> yeah, Kaluppi. I would just play with this like bar of soap that was gradually getting smaller. And that was Kaluppi. And she was always Aww. my daughter. <laughs> Did you get sad when, like, when you had to pin her to a bigger Kaluppi? No, there because that meant a new Kaluppi was about to be born. It was never a sad thing. Oh, it's like a phoenix. Yeah, she was a phoenix rising from the ashes. Wow. Well, what I always did when I used bar soap, which I don't anymore, is whenever it gets down to a really tiny sliver, I always press that into the new bar, you know, so you don't waste you it. You say, is making me do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Kaluppi's like, you know. Oh, no. And horse pigs just in the corner smoking like, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So, Theo, you never had your own? It was just Seth's. You know, I didn't have a single imaginary friend. I had whole worlds going up in my brain. Tell us. I mean, I have vague memories of what it was. But, yeah, you know, I would walk around in my front yard in circles for hours making a dirt path in the front yard. Yeah. The Chandler Memorial Pathway. But But tell us what was going on in your head, if you can remember any of it. Most of it was like war things. Like I would just imagine <laughs> like Lord of the Rings or something, that kind of thing. I would think like, what about an army of like polar bears that walk around like humans against an army of- That happens in Lord of the Rings? that breathe fire. No, He's like- He's imagining <laughs> epic battles. Epic battles that are sort of medieval, but they're all like fantasy Wait, creatures. were you part of them or you're just envisioning them and you're not involved? I'm the narrator. Okay. I'm the god. Were, were there, like, specific characters, or was it just, like, oh, a massive— heck yes. <laughs> and, and if one of them had an eye patch, you know he was special. <laughs> Did you read the Warrior Cat books? I know there were some that had eye patches or whatever. I think it's from uh, Redwall. I okay, think one Redwall. of the characters has an eye patch, and he has a— he puts like a little stinger on his on his tail. He's a rat. Oh. And he has like this stinger thing that he gets you with. Okay. Interesting. Man. Okay. I came up with an idea for a Patreon exclusive that I wanted to do that neither Theo nor Rachel was really excited about. So I'm gonna tell you guys, audience, and if you like this idea, tell us. If you hate it, also tell us. But I had an idea that I thought we should all pretend to be our child selves and act as our child selves and see if we would get along. Here's the thing. They said they couldn't do it. I don't wanna do a 
full episode on that. I think it would be funny for a segment. Okay. I don't think I can do it for a full episode. I don't think it will be funny or enjoyable. It would be funny, though, because we speed up the audio would, times I think one it would be half. insufferable. I don't think anyone would like it. What, Theo? I just laugh. It would be funny because we would speed up the audio, and fast audio is always funny. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm imagine what Rachel just said. Like, I don't think it would be funny. It won't be funny. I can't do that. Like, that would be funny. I think it would be insufferable. I don't think anyone would like it. I think it has the potential to be funny. I just don't know if I can stay in that character. I know that I can't do it for like a 30-minute episode. And especially if it's 1.5 speed, it has to be like a 45-minute episode. (laughs) All right, all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I bet we could do it for five minutes. Five minutes before we speed it up? Oh, gosh. Jeff, once you're done, like, sending Capri Sun to the past or whatever, let us know if you like this idea. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, We'll make it just for you. Five minutes tops. All right. Let's get on. Okay. So each chapter that we cover is a self-contained story. All right. So something that I really like about this book is that I think that Milne does a good job of portraying how children speak and think. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of children's books— aren't good at that Mm. a lot of times they they're written with characters who are older than the kids who are actually reading it Mm -hmm. or it just doesn't kind of ring true to me as an uh, you know an adult now but Mm -hmm. also there this book is very charming and enjoyable to read for an adult as well which is kind of rare (laughs) for children's books it it is pretty cute like i mean i liked it despite myself i think i was like uh but you like because even as a kid i didn't really like silly little things like this but i think it's kind of cute now. It's very charming. And he has a lot of little poems in there that I like. This is one of the books that makes me really want kids so that I can write or so that I can read books to them. Aww. And this is one of the books I want to read. <laughs> so that I can tell them I wrote this. Yeah, so I can be like, oh yeah, this is me. And you're going to name them Christopher Robin so that they think it's about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Robin Christopher. And you're Pooh. Sorry, Pooh. So like in this... Christopher Robin says, what about a story? Could you very sweetly tell Winnie the Pooh one? And then the author's like, okay, yeah, I could very sweetly tell him a story. And then that's the frame of this book. So it's Christopher Robin saying, please tell a story. And Winnie the Pooh wants to be in it. Mm. So he does. The first story, so we find out Winnie the Pooh, he lives in the woods and he has a house and he lives under the name of Sanders which means, you know, you've seen in the cartoons, his door says, like, Mr. Sanders on it. And Christopher Robin is like, what does that mean? And his dad is like, well, I mean, living under a name means that you have a name on your door and you live under the name. Yeah. Very literal. And then (laughs) this also comes up with uh, Piglet, which I love this and I always did. And the thing is, I liked it a lot as a little kid and I didn't understand it. And I remember it clicking into place as I got older and being like, oh, ha, 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 I get it now. Yeah. Which, do you want to try to explain it, Jackie, or should I? This is in the cartoons, right? So if you remember seeing this growing up, Piglet lives in a little house in a tree that has a sign over it that says Trespassers W, which I'm guessing is because the sign broke off and it used to say Trespassers Warned or whatever. No, it said Trespassers Will Be Prosecuted. Will Be Prosecuted. Okay. But now it just says Trespassers W. And every time you like ask a character like why something is the way it is they have no idea but they I don't think they really know that they don't know they're they always bullshit yeah they always just come up with a reason every single character in this book Theo they're always just bullshitting ridiculous stuff (laughs) that's amazing why did you say my name I do think that's amazing but why'd you say my name (laughs) 
<laughs> why did you say my name? I do but like why? that, though. But why? But if you ask Piglet, like, why does the sign say Trespassers W? He says, oh, it's named after my grandfather. And Pooh's like, your grandfather was named Trespassers? And he's like, well, it's short for Trespassers Will, which is short for Trespassers William. He would just tell all these stories about old granddad Trespassers. Wow. Yeah. That's so human. That's so human. Oh, Will, that's how you knew, knew it was Will be prosecuted. Yeah. Okay, I thought he was just making it up. No, no, no. So then he also says, yeah, my grandfather, he was named Trespassers after an uncle and Will after Trespassers. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. That is funny. And I remember growing up and being like, oh my gosh, it used to have a sign that said Trespassers will be prosecuted and it broke off. And then Piglet <laughs> thought his grand... But so it's possible his grandfather was named Trespassers Will if he had a grandfather, <laughs> but that he was named after the sign. But I was telling Stephen, I really want him to have a friend named Will who he calls Trespassers Will because Aww. I've always wanted a friend named Robert that I could call Broccoli Rob, but I never have been able to find that. What? Oh, God. <laughs> Broccoli Rob. Okay. And then, like, Theo's got Mimosa Mike. Yeah. I just think that would be such a funny name. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and whenever one of the characters says a weird story like that, the other characters will kind of ask questions. Yeah. Like, what? That doesn't make sense. But then they just believe it after a while. Yeah. They accept it. In that case, if the other characters in the story are saying it, it's like the dad is telling the story to his son and he doesn't want his son to ask any questions. So he goes ahead and makes the character ask the questions. Is that what's happening? Oh, you may <laughs> think that it's a bad name, but here's why. Kind of, yeah. Maybe Christopher Robin was intended to be the Rachel, you know, like he would grow up and be like, oh my God, my dad was so clever. I'm imagining too that like Milne is basing this on like actual stuff you can see in a walk around their house. Like there's probably a sign like that out in the woods that broke and he's just like making it up around that, right? Oh yeah, this is Piglet's tree. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. All right. So anyway, the wow. first- that's so cool. It is cool, right? <laughs> what it feels like to me is like every time he tells a story, these characters just sort of poof into existence. Poop? And they're like, what is this world around me? I guess I'll try to make sense of it in this way or something. Yeah. But like they didn't actually grow up in the world or something. Like they only exist in the stories. Right. Yeah. That's Why it. Why did you wow. say poop into existence? <laughs> Poof. It sounded like poop to me, too. (laughs) And and then you just kept going as though that wasn't funny. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. The first story is very simple, straightforward. It's Winnie the Pooh. He's walking. He sees a big tree and he hears some buzzing. And he thinks, okay. Wait. He... I have to ask a question now. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to ask it later, but we got there first. Don't very, very quietly say, wait. Just... (laughs) (laughs) I was making a W, but then I was like, oh, it's a V. Okay, Okay, whatever. (laughs) So I'm reading this. I'm like, okay, well, Pooh Bear lives in a house that says Sanders above the door, and Piglet lives in this house that says trespassers will be prosecuted or whatever. used to say that. These used to be people's houses. I know. What happened to the people? No. Apocalypse. The tree wasn't somebody's house. Well, why does it say Sanders on it then? Maybe that's who owned the woods, Mr. Sanders. Look, these signs are old and broken. I was asking myself, like, was is this like a post-apocalyptic? You think they're people, tiny little people who lived in trees? No, I thought it might have been real people. And it's just like, yeah, everything's kind of decayed and, like, nature has come back and taken over. <laughs> yeah, the rapture. I just think it's a nice little wood near their house. Wrong. And it used to be a very uh, litigious person who lived there and owned it, but not anymore. Wrong. But then he was murdered by Piglet. Who yeah. Lived <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking this was like a nature is healing type thing. He was murdered by Piglet's grandfather who took the name Trespassers Will. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, (laughs) Trespassers Will is a cool name. (laughs) That should be a band name, like for real. 
In fact, I bet there is a band name out there. Trespassers William. Don't you think so, Theo? I was like, Theo's going to get a kick out of this part. Um, Trespassers Will is great as a band name. I don't think I would feel good about calling someone Trespassers. I don't think that's a good name. Well, if if it's like two guys named William who both trespass, they are Trespassers William. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually call them Williams the Trespassers. <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. We're both just like, all right, moving on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so this is how Woody the Pooh talks. He says, that buzzing noise means something. You don't get a buzzing noise like that, just buzzing and buzzing, without its meaning something. If there's a buzzing noise, somebody's making a buzzing noise, and the only reason for making a buzzing noise that I know of <gasps> is because you're a bee. And the only reason for being a bee that I know of is making honey. And the only reason for making honey is so I can eat it. It's really objectifying those bees. Yeah, really. I know Pooh is a white man, I can tell. No, uh, he's an orange little guy. So anyway, so he's like, I'm going to get that honey. And Jackie, I'm going to have you read his little poems throughout the book. Okay. Do you want to read the first one? Yeah, it's a little song he sings while he's climbing the tree. Read the whole thing. Isn't it funny how a bear likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. It's a very funny thought that if bears were bees, they build their nests at the bottom of trees. And that being so, if the bees were bears, we shouldn't have to climb up all these stairs. So then he's tired and he decides to sing the complaining song, which is what the author calls what Jackie just sang. Yeah, Thea? And we're just supposed to believe that the dad is telling his son this story and he just, off the top of his head, just comes up with this great poem. I mean, at this point, he's been a humorist, (laughs) like literally publishing funny little poems and stories for decades. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised. Theo is such a jaded adult. (laughs) He's listening to this cute story and he's like, and are we supposed to believe this shit? Like, (laughs) are we supposed to believe... A bear can talk, can sing a little <laughs> poem and rhyme. I'm talking about the frame story, which it sounds like he's trying to say it's the frame story, at least, is based on a true story. I mean, that makes it nice to think about. So Winnie the Pooh, the branch breaks, he falls down like 50 feet. The funny thing about this book also, they're constantly getting like gorse prickles in their noses and everything. And as a kid, I was always like, Gorse prickles, nice. nice. I really thought they would be like a bigger thing, but I don't know if I've ever seen them. Uh, they come up several times in the book. They played a large part in my life. Gorse prickles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, Winnie the Pooh's like, I'm going to go talk to Christopher Robin. And he finds Christopher Robin, who apparently lives behind a green door in the forest. And he says, I wonder if Christopher Robin has such a thing as a balloon. And it turns out he does. Because he wants to use the balloon to float up to get the honey. Mm. Yes. Also, Christopher Robin had just been to Piglet's birthday party and he got one balloon and one extra. So he's got a green balloon and a blue balloon. Mm. And so Winnie the Pooh's like, here's the thing. I want to trick the bees. If I use a green balloon, they'll think I'm part of the tree. If I use a blue one, they'll think I'm part of the sky. And if I use a red balloon, they'll think I'm in a Nana music video. Exactly. Another joke about Germany. Very topical. (laughs) He's like, well, aren't they going to notice you underneath? And Winnie the Pooh's like, well, I'll pretend that I'm a small cloud. So Christopher Robin's like, all right, let's get the blue balloon. So they take the balloon. And this part, I think, is quite funny. The Mm -hmm. narrator says, you took your gun with you just in case, as you always did. Yeah, because he's talking to Christopher Robin. And this is the first part where I was like, why does he have a gun? Like a five-year-old boy. (laughs) And what would you need it for? He always has a gun. So he rolls around to get himself like all black like a cloud. And then he... (laughs) Winnie the Pooh, blackface canonical. Black like a cloud. 
And so then he like takes the balloon and like floats up in the air and he's like, Christopher Robin, do, do I look like a little cloud in the blue sky? And he's like, no, you look like a, a bear on a balloon. Oh, no. Well, and the Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh, they've got a great rapport. Winnie the Pooh says multiple times, and this is something, as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, that's why I say that all the time. And just a lot of Winnie the Pooh's inflections and even literal phrases are things that I say, which I'm kind of worried that people are going to be like listening to us and say, oh, that's where Rachel's whole shtick comes from. She's Winnie the Pooh. I was thinking this. <laughs> really? <laughs> we always have to take like 30 minute breaks while Rachel just gorges herself on honey. Yeah, on honey. <laughs> she can never stop. But so the thing that he says that I say a lot, one of them is he he says, you never can tell with bees. <laughs> I know. You'll say that a lot. Like some do, some don't. You never can tell. And this is just like when we read uh, The Little Prince, and I was like, oh, God, this is this is another part of why Rachel is I'm the half way she the is. Little like, Prince I, and half Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I know. I could just tell. But then the other thing is that I honestly was for some reason thinking about Winnie the Pooh as Theo. Yeah. Because I feel like there were a lot of things that were kind of Theo-like. Huh. Like he's a little bit like bashful and just like, oh, man, you mean I, I don't look like a cloud? He, I look like a bear on a balloon or whatever. <laughs> Oh. Theo's always trying to look like yeah. a cloud. True. <laughs> it sounds like he likes being deflated for comedy's sake. Yeah, basically. So he, he floats up there and he's like, Christopher Robin, the bees, I think they are getting capital S suspicious. I like the little capitalizations. They were cute. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, what do you think is happening? And he's like, I think they might realize that I'm here for their honey. First, he's like, let's try to make this deception even better. So can you yeah. go get an umbrella and bring it back and hold up the umbrella and look up at me and say, tut, tut, it looks like rain. And I'll sing a little cloud song and that will trick the bees. Oh. Oh, here's here's a poem. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. Every little cloud <laughs> always sings aloud. How sweet to be a cloud floating in the blue. It makes him very proud to be a little cloud. I would have my suspicions allayed if I heard a cloud singing that. <laughs> well, I mean, the cloud did say that clouds always sing and this cloud is singing. So therefore, that must be a cloud. True. But it doesn't work on the bees. They start to sting Winnie the Pooh. So he's like, OK, Christopher Robin, can you please shoot the balloon? And Christopher Robin's like, if I shoot the balloon, it's going to spoil the balloon. And Winnie the Pooh says, if you don't do it, though, then the bees are going to like I'll have to drop the balloon and I'll spoil myself. So those are the options. So then Christopher Robin is like, okay. So he goes to shoot the balloon and Pooh is like, ow. And he's like, oh no, did I miss? And Pooh says, well, you didn't quite miss, but you did miss the balloon. <laughs> so he, sh so he Christopher shoots Robin Winnie the shoots Pooh. Pooh Bear. <laughs> wow. And then he hits the balloon and Winnie the Pooh gently goes to the ground. But it says his arms were so stiff from holding onto the balloon that they stuck up in the air for more than a week. And that whenever a fly landed on his nose, he would have to blow it off and go like, poof. And that's why his name was Pooh. So this is like the fifth explanation we get for this guy's name. So he he shoots him. <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh's like, you you hit me. And then it says, I'm so sorry, you said. And you fired again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God, ice cold. Did it, does it keep having more explanations for why that's Winnie the Pooh's name? I think that might be the last one, but we'll see. Oh, my gosh. I would have loved that. If every chapter was like, here's another reason his name's Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, because it would make it seem like folklore. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's quite sure. There's a lot of legends. <laughs> that's how Pooh got his name. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all come back now and hear another story. Okay, so. And that's how Pooh got the name Target Practice. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. So at the end, Christopher Robin is talking to his dad and the dad's like, you know, there's a story where this happens. And Christopher Robin's like, oh, yeah. And the dad says, do you remember? And he says, well, I remember, but Winnie the Pooh doesn't remember. So he wants you to tell it to them because then it's a real story and not just a remembering. And the dad's like, okay, great. Yeah, sure. So he's always pawning off. this little boy. You hate Christopher Robin? Yeah. Like, just as admit that you don't remember. Seriously. Quit blaming Pooh. <laughs> oh, uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, my friend Winnie the Pooh. Theo is Pooh Bear because he's like, God, I hate that guy. He shot me. <laughs> <laughs> so the first chapter was called, what was it called, Jackie? I, I'm pulling it up. It was called In Which We Are Introduced to Winnie the Pooh and Some Bees and the Stories Begin. And then the next one is called In Which Pooh Goes Visiting and Gets Into a Tight Place. Which I've got a great story about this one. But so this chapter also opens with him being Edward Bear. It says Edward Bear, known to his friends as Winnie the Pooh or Pooh for short. So there you go, Theo. Here's another explanation. (laughs) Just his friends call him Winnie the Pooh. No reason. It's just his nickname. <laughs> I like how we were like, yeah, I think that might be it. And then the very next paragraph had another one. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, here's another reason. Yeah. So this one, he's like in the morning, he's walking along and doing what are called his stoutness exercises. I remember this too. He, <laughs> he just stretches and goes tra-la-la, tra-la-la, and then folds in half and goes tra-la-la mm. and kind of gets stuck. But so those are his stoutness exercises. I'm imagining this like from 1984 where Winston has to do the, you know, the calisthenics. <laughs> in the morning and it's like comrade poo try harder i know you can touch your toes sing his little song jackie do the little stoutness exercise song <sighs> do i have to yeah all the songs in the book you gotta do heck yeah tra-la-la 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 no 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 tum tum what two tra-la-las <laughs> then a rum tum rum tum 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 okay Tiddle- Tiddle little, tiddle little, tiddle little, tiddle little, rum tum tum tiddle um. Uh, what I think is funny is it says like Winnie the Pooh came up with the song and he spent all morning memorizing it and now he's singing it. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. I mean, it sort of reminds me of sometimes I, I look up leaked tracks. From Kanye? From Kanye, yeah, that he doesn't finish. <laughs> and he just like mumbles nonsense. Tra-la-la, and tra-la-la. Then, yeah, and then fixes it later by adding lyrics. I feel like that's what Pooh Bear is doing. <laughs> yeah. Tra-la-la. It's like this is the no, perfect No, that's what Paul rhythm. McCartney did too. <laughs> Remember? Scrambled eggs. Yeah. Rum tum tum So somebody should write lyrics to that song. But we don't know the tune. Okay, so anyway, so Winnie the Pooh's walking along and he sees a, a large hole in a sandy bank. And he's like, aha, that hole means rabbit and rabbit means company and company means food and listening to me humming and such like. Rum tum 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 Oh, that's great. Don't I remember from like the cartoons that rabbit doesn't like Pooh? Like he finds him annoying? He kind of does find of him annoying. Squidward and SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, he's basically Squidward. No, no, Rabbit, <laughs> Rabbit kind of does find Winnie the Pooh annoying. I didn't really like Rabbit that much because of him being kind of a jerk to Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. But so he like calls. He's like, is anyone home? And he hears a noise and nothing. And he's like, uh, hello. I said, is anyone home? And Rabbit says like, Ugh, I heard you the first time. Winnie the Pooh says, is anyone here? And he's like, nobody's here. And then he thinks, well, somebody has to say nobody. So it's got to be Rabbit. So anyway, they work it out. Whoa. Pooh is smarter than Polyphemus. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, first he, he really falls is. For it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Odysseus could not defeat Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ripping his men to threads and he's like, Rum dum tiddlum tum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at first he falls for it. He's like, oh man, nobody's there. And then he's like, wait, wait a, a second. second. <laughs> Who said that? So he's like, isn't that Rabbit's voice? And Rabbit says, it isn't meant to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn, this is good. I know. So Winnie the Pooh's like, can you tell me where Rabbit is? And the voice says, he's gone to visit his friend Pooh Bear, a great his friend of his. His best friend Pooh Bear. And Winnie yeah. the Pooh says, oh, that's me. And the voice is like, what me? He's like, Winnie the Pooh. And he says, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm positive. So then Rabbit says, okay, come in. You know how it is. You can't just let anyone come into your house these days. I had to make sure it was you. <laughs> the crime rates in this wood are skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, right. That's what he says. He's like, you know how it is in the forest. <laughs> it's a bad part of town over here. <laughs> so he asks Winnie the Pooh, would you like honey or condensed milk with your bread? And it says, Winnie the Pooh was so excited he said both, and then, so as not to seem greedy, he added, but don't bother about the bread. (laughs) (laughs) Theo loves this. He's like a little kid, like we're reading to him. That's so good. I know. (laughs) I'm freaking Christopher Robin. Seriously. That's because now he doesn't have anything to put the honey on. He got eaten with the bread. That's a really good impression of me, but stop. (laughs) So anyway, so it says like some time pass and... Winnie the Pooh very stickily is like, okay, I've got to go, and shakes Rabbit's paw, and Rabbit's oh, like, gosh. oh, you have to go, and Winnie the Pooh keeps being like, well, if you got more food, I'll stay, and Rabbit has to keep saying, I don't, and then Winnie the Pooh's like, oh, uh-huh. all right, and then Rabbit's like, well, if you don't want any more, and he's like, is there more, and Rabbit says, no, you ate it all, oh. so he ate like all the food in Rabbit's house. Did he get Rabbit's <laughs> hand sticky, too? Probably, yeah. Definitely, because oh, he's been eating condensed milk and honey without any bread. <laughs> Do you want to know something about my cousin Ian? This reminds you of your cousin Ian? Do you want to know something about him? Oh, yeah. He eats condensed milk with his hands. It's not about sticky hand. It's about sweaty hand. Oh, gosh. In high school, he had an issue with uh, having sweaty hands. Hyperhidrosis. Thank you, Jackie. That's Dr. Jackie to you. In his Spanish class, the lesson one day was they were all going to learn how to do one of the dances. Do you touch each other's hands in salsa dancing? Yeah. Yeah. So they were salsa dancing. And he said he happened to get paired with his girl who also had really sweaty hands. Perfect. Aw. That's his wife now. (laughs) Well, he said neither of them addressed it. But by the end of it, it was just dripping (laughs) off their hands. (laughs) Like it was that sweaty. I think that's cute. I mean, I guess that's kind of cute, but. I think it would be cute if you addressed it or something like that. But if if both of you are embarrassed and you just part ways and never talk to each other again, I feel like that's <laughs> not cute. Were her hands always sweaty or was she just like, oh, I have a really big crush on this guy. Now I'm sweating. I don't know. I mean, he told me that he had never talked to this girl before and never talked to her again. <laughs> they just sweated together. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's. That's adorable, um, but also sad. I went contra dancing. So contra dancing is like a kind of, I guess, Appalachian, like North Carolina thing. Mm-hmm. And they had these free contra dances in Carborough every Friday night. And contra dancing is kind of like, like you think about like Pride and Prejudice dancing where there's like people and like you switch partners and then like you whirl around the room and then you get with a different partner and then you're kind of mm. like just do, it's not like a, like a little do-si-do thing except you're doing with lots of people and sometimes there's like lines whatever most of the people there were really old and all the old people were like amazing at contra dancing and then everyone who was younger like me was like brand new to it so there'd be like an hour of the night where like if you're if you're new to it you attend that first hour and they just teach you how to do it and then the second hour is like all the pros show up and then you actually all dance together and there were like amazing like like i said like old guys just like really cutting a rug but then there was like the sweatiest man i have ever encountered <laughs> in my life not just hands like soaked sweat everywhere and like every time that i ended up paired with this person it was like we couldn't hold hands or any like we just like it was like 
a slippery road. It was it was awful. I felt so bad. <laughs> Whoa. Are you sure it was sweat? Like, was he not sweaty at the start of the thing and then he got sweaty? I I mean, I think it's a pretty active dance. So I think he was just sweating a lot because you have to move around a lot. But I mean, there's, there's also a chance he was running late, but had to take a shower. Didn't take off his clothes. Then came to country. And so he's just like, oh, I'll just do this with my clothes on. I just remember like I would be soaked a little bit after like dancing <laughs> with him because he was just so wet. He was like transferring moisture onto my clothes. I was like, oh my Whoa. God. What's that called? Osmosis? Osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Back to the poo. Back to the back poo. Back to the poo. Okay. So Winnie the Pooh, he's like, all right, I guess I have to go home if I've eaten literally everything in your house. So he starts to go out through the hole. And then he obviously gets stuck. And Rabbit asks, are you stuck? And Winnie the Pooh says, no, just resting and thinking and humming to myself. This is the Theo thing. <laughs> he would totally pretend not to be stuck. He'd be like, oh, no, I'm doing this on no, purpose. I'm fine, just, yeah. just leave me be. That's not me. Come on. <laughs> yes, you would. Anything to avoid embarrassment. Really? <laughs> yeah, you don't like to be embarrassed. It's a weird trait about you. I feel like when I get embarrassed, I lose all ability to play it off. So you would just be like, I'm stuck. <laughs> Someone help me. <laughs> yeah. So Rabbit tries to like pull him out, but he's totally stuck. And Rabbit says, well, this is what comes of eating too much. I thought at the time, but I didn't like to say anything, that one of us was eating too much. And I knew it wasn't oh me. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, I'll go get Christopher Robin. What a mean girl. <laughs> he set him up. He set him up. He set him up. Imagine if he had eaten the bread. Oh my well, God. luckily he's got a back door, I guess. Mm. Christopher Robin, he sees Winnie the Pooh stuck and he's like, oh, silly old bear. And everyone thinks, okay, so we'll be fine. Winnie the Pooh and Rabbit are like, oh, I was so worried that that I'd be stuck in the front door forever and Rabbit could never use it. But Christopher says basically, well, we could push you back in. And Rabbit's like, well, we've gone through all this trouble of getting him stuck halfway. It seems like a shame to waste it. And then he, also he'd still be stuck in my house. So Christopher Robin says, we're going to have to wait for you to get thin again. And that's probably going to take about a week. A week. Oh my god. You're gosh. not allowed to eat anything, which like he ate enough in a couple hours that it's going to take him a week to slim down. (laughs) So he's like, wait, what about meals? How will I eat? And he's like, sorry, you can't. You got to get slim. We got to slim you down. This is disordered eating 101. (laughs) (laughs) He binges. He He doesn't purge. (sighs) He doesn't purge. He just binges. (laughs) His butt is stuck in rabbit's house. (laughs) (laughs) What if they were like, well, we'll give you a laxative and then. Oh, gosh. So, but rabbit says, your legs are taking up a lot of my house. Is it okay if I use your back legs as a as a towel horse <laughs> a towel rack yeah a big horse a horse big so Winnie the Pooh's like oh oh well and he's sighing a lot and everyone's saying well we'll read to you well he's trying to sigh but he can't oh, even yeah. get he in a big breath and it, it says he tries to sigh and instead a little tear just rolls down his <laughs> cheek he can't sigh. and he Aww. says to Christopher Robin don't cry Pooh we don't have to go to the young writers conference if you don't want to. <laughs> okay, would you okay. read a sustaining book such as would help and comfort a wedged bear in great tightness so they read him a oh book God. for a week and Pooh it says he can feel himself getting <laughs> slenderer and slenderer yes I just had a really bad thought but you have to cut this out of the podcast that you had a bad thought or you, the bad <laughs> thought you're going to tell are you going to say it or it's like the great tightness that's what I call my vagina <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Whoa. Are there any wedged bears out there? <laughs> That's badass. We can't cut that out. Yes, we have Her to. dad listens. Oh. Well, just say it's somebody else's vagina. That's what my friend calls her vagina. Perfect fix. Yeah. I told you my other story about naming a vagina where someone was like, if you had to name it after a rapper, what would it be? And me and my friend both said Juice World. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. We had this thing with my friends and I in Korea. We were just like drinking a lot and we were bored. So we decided to come up with names. And I think one person, she came up with, she decided hers would be called the drinking gourd. Like the thing from like slavery? Yes. Someone else was like, uh, the watermelon hole. And Jordan said the gun pocket. And we were in a, I think we're actually in a grocery store. And there was a section of children's clothing that was called Princess Maker. And I was like, yeah, that's the perfect name. I'm going to call it the Princess Maker. Oh, that's nice, actually. So that was what we all the decided. The gun pocket. Gun pocket, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. drinking gourd. The great tightness is the best, though. Well, we weren't trying to come up with good names. We were trying to come up with terrible names, like the worst names possible. Oh. My penis's name? Horse Big. <laughs> oh, no. You have to play with Horse Big while I'm gone. Low yeah. worm. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's cut it all out. Okay. So anyway, so Christopher Robin, he grabs Winnie the Pooh's hands and Rabbit grabs him. And then all of Rabbit's friends and relations who are brought up in the books all the time, but they don't appear in the show. But Rabbit is known for having just tons of friends and relations. Well, because rabbits, you know, breed like rabbits. And so they pull him out and Winnie the Pooh, it says he pops out like a cork coming out of a bottle and everyone's just tumbling backwards and Winnie the Pooh's like hooray and when he pops out he says pop he says pop yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so I told you guys this story before but I've never told the podcast which is do you remember the game that I said me and my sisters would play when we were really little uh remind me I'm about to Okay. So, no, I don't remember. So, like I said, we used to read this story this story all the time as kids. We had several of the books. My dad would read it all the time. So on the weekends or I guess after work or whatever, we would always play a game where he would lay on the floor and he would like lay on his side and put his arms in a big circle next to him. And then we would crawl around and around and go through the hole and then randomly he would grab one of us and then the one that he grabbed would start like squealing, squealing and then the other ones would all line up like Christopher Robin and Rabbit and the friends and relations and And pull, pull, pull. And then finally we'd pull one out and we would be cheering. And so we called the game Poo in a poo hole, and we would always be like, Dad, Dad, can we play poo in a poo hole? That's a great game. And what if you had said that to him, like, oh, I don't know where you could be, like, oh, we're waiting in the doctor's waiting room. It's really boring. Like, Dad, Dad, can we play poo in the poo hole? (laughs) The nurse would be like, Sir, I'm going to need to separate you right now. Our favorite games were poo in the poo hole. And then also, we had this like bench with square cushions, and we would build a little house out of the cushions, and we would be the three, because there were three of us at the time, we would be the three little pigs and our dad would pretend to be the big bad wolf and like blow down the house so those were our main games and then when Lydia was born you were like this ruins everything she ruined it all there's not four little pigs although I do remember when I was six and my mom said I'm gonna have a baby literally my first thought was oh that's good because it's easier to divide things by four than by three what a freaking nerd (laughs) yeah Terrible. <laughs> Three Little Pigs isn't so great, but Pooh in the Pooh Hole sounds like a great game. Like, I'd like to play that now. <laughs> would you be the Pooh Hole or would you be one of the Poohs? You'd have to get, like, a man with very big arms in order for, like, us to be able to fit through Steven there. could do it. We're not that big. I'll put out an ad on Craigslist to see if I can find somebody. <laughs> need a man with big arms to play poo in the For pool poo hole. And poo <laughs> hole. Yeah, we need a man with very long, thin arms to play poo in the pool hole. We don't care how big they are. <laughs> I will say it was a really fun game because you had the element of surprise. And then it was like teamwork. So you were constantly, we were trying to like, 
dive through the hole so that we wouldn't get captured. Yeah. yeah. And then we could all work together to pull, pull, pull. But he could easily capture any of you. Yeah. It was just by his own mercy that he didn't. <laughs> he could easily capture you and not let two other little girls pull you out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. It kind of gave you a taste of like man's relationship to God. That sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> just total oh. omnipotent power. Or, in other words, Pooh's relationship to the poo hole. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> is that a good title for the episode <laughs> or no? Like ra- the hole that is Rabbit's front door is the greatest power in this book. Yeah, I don't know why we called it the poo hole, by the way. <laughs> like, think... it's not a poo hole. It's Rabbit's front door. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could make the, the title of something an analogy like you had to do on the SAT. It's like, man is to God as poo is to blank. The poo hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I got into no college at all. <laughs> it's just funny to think of like Winnie the Pooh gets stuck in someone else's front door and we're like, that's not your yeah. front door anymore. It's and the now poo it's hole. the poo hole. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's how Rabbit thought about it from then on. It's like, well, damn, I guess I don't have a front door anymore. I've got a poo hole. <laughs> yeah. My dad doesn't have arms anymore. It's a poo hole. <laughs> God, that's so gross. Okay, let's keep going. Jackie, don't think of it like that. It's poo. With an H. We have a lot of stuff to get through. We don't have to. But you you allied to H because it ends with an H and starts with an H. Yeah. Well, I want to get at least halfway through what we said we were going to get through. So now we're on chapter three. Yeah. In which Pooh and Piglet go hunting and nearly catch a woozle. So now we have Piglet. Yeah, Piglet's up in this bitch now. (laughs) Yeah, Piglet's up in this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Piglet comes walking along and he sees Pooh walking in circles, you know, like Chandler Memorial Pathway. Love this. Yeah, it's the Winnie the Pooh Memorial Pathway. Yeah. There's um, snow, by the way. Yes, they're they're walking in the snow, and Piglet says, hey, Pooh, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trekking something. And Piglet's like, what is it? And he says, yeah, that's what I want to know. What am I tracking? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been wondering the same thing. What am I hunting? Is he following his own tracks? Well, let's find out. <laughs> so he says, now let me see. So he looks down at the ground, and he's like, now what do you see there? And Piglet's like, oh, I see paw marks. And then Piglet goes, do you think it's a woozle? And he's like, it may be. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. You never can tell with paw marks. That's Rachel. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah. I'm Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and so they walk They walk around the tree some more and then Pooh all of a sudden stops and he's like, wait a second. There's a second animal here. What is going on? There's two. He says, this whatever it was has been joined by another whatever it is. And the two are now proceeding in company. <laughs> oh, God, they're so dumb. So he says, would you mind coming with me, Piglet, in case they turn out to be hostile animals? And Piglet says, yeah, I've got nothing to do until Friday. That's me. Maybe I'm Piglet. What the fuck do you have to do on Friday, Piglet? (laughs) He never says. I've always wondered this. (laughs) What do you have to do ever? So he's like, okay, sure. Well, you know that there's birthday Um, parties. That's true. Canonically, these animals. I mean, think about how many friends and relations Rabbit has. That's true. That's a lot. Why does he get to be called Rabbit? Get to be? Who else should be called Rabbit? Winnie the Pooh? Maybe the other relations. I assume they're rabbits, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like Piglet should be called Rabbit. Like Rabbit's the best thing to be called. Well, maybe he's like the OG. Like he fathered all the other rabbits. He's the first rabbit. Yeah, he's like the Adam of rabbits. (laughs) He's like the trespasser's will of rabbits. (laughs) So Piglet starts walking along with him and then they kind of just get to talking and He's telling him about his grandfather's William, Trespassers William. All of a sudden, Winnie the Pooh goes, look. And they look down and he's like, oh my God, 
there's a third set of tracks. This is crazy. There's a third thing. Oh. And Piglet's like, do you think it's a woozle? And he's like, oh, I don't think it's a woozle because there's this is a different kind of track. There's two tracks of one thing. Yeah. And there's a new track of something else. That's actually scary. But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Before we get to that, at this time, we find out that while they've been going around in circles or in a circle, Piglet was talking about Trespassers W because he says Trespassers W was a famous tracker and then he tells him like here are his techniques to remove stiffness after tracking and you know in his later years grandfather (laughs) Trespassers W used to suffer from shortness of breath and Winnie the Pooh apparently doesn't have a grandfather so he's like I wonder what they're like what if we're actually tracking two grandfathers and if we find one (laughs) do you think I could keep one and take it home with me (laughs) (laughs) now I'm scared that's kind of sweet so anyway so now they're like oh my gosh There's two woozles and one, as it might be, whizzle, or two, as it might be, whizzles, and one, if so it is, woozle. (laughs) So they know these are fake animals, too. No, they don't know. Mm, Not sure. Not sure. I always assumed woozle has to be a weasel. Heffalumps and woozles is elephants and weasels, right? Well, then what's a whizzle? Yeah, I guess so. So (laughs) Jackie sounds really depressed about that. I hate the heffal. I hate that. I hate that. We're going to talk about that later. Heffalumps and woozles. That one. (laughs) Ah, no, no, I'm scared. Don't do it. Is that to the tune of the Adams Family? No, it's to the tune of heffalumps and woozles. (laughs) They're creepy and they're crawly. They're heffalumps (laughs) and woozles. (laughs) All right. So Piglet's looking down at all these tracks and he's like getting a little scared. And he's like, you know what? I actually remembered, although I said I didn't have anything to do until Friday, I do have something to do today at uh, what time is it? And Pooh and Winnie tells him like, wait. And then Pooh calls him Winnie. <laughs> I think he prefers Edward. I don't think you're close enough. Yeah, Edward Bear. Yeah, you're not his friend. You gotta call him Edward Bear. And Pooh tells him what time it is, and Piglet's like, oh, yes, at exactly this time is when I have to do something. So I'm gonna go do that. Sorry, Pooh. Uh, good luck. Bye. Oh yeah, Pooh gosh. says it's 12, and Piglet's like, I have to do it between 12 and 12.05. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've been given this excuse. What excuse? Oh, I suddenly have to do something right now. Like when you're on a date with someone or whatever? Yeah, or when I'm tracking something. And then they say, what time <laughs> is it Theo and then you lie and you say oh it's 6 p.m. when actually it's only 4 and then say oh yeah at 6 p.m. I have to do something and then you'll be like huh it's only 4. Mm-hmm. Tricked him. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> now you have to keep giving me a manicure. So anyway <laughs> so Winnie the Pooh looks up and he sees Christopher Robin in a tree and Piglet's like oh you'll be fine with Christopher Robin I gotta go bye and then he runs away and Christopher Robin comes down and says What have you been doing? First, you went around the trees twice by yourself, and then Piglet came after you, and then you went around again a third time, and then you were just about to go around again a fourth time. So Winnie the Pooh sits down and he says, wait a minute. He sits and he thinks, 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 scratches his nose, and he's like, yeah, this is when he says Theo's quote. I've been foolish and deluded. I am a bear of no brain at all. And Christopher Robin's like, no, you're the best bear in the whole world. And he's like, oh, really? Am I? Am I? Yeah. Also, it's almost lunchtime. So he goes home for lunch. (laughs) Chapter four, in which Eeyore loses a tail and Pooh finds one. So now we meet. Eeyore. Eeyore. Fan fave. Yeah. <laughs> He's an, They He's keep really calling funny. him the old gray donkey. <laughs> yeah. He stands by himself. And Tell Theo what Eeyore likes to think to himself. Some people say I'm like Eeyore, you know. Let's find out. Sometimes he thought sadly to himself, why? And sometimes he thought, wherefore? And sometimes he thought, in as much as which? And sometimes he didn't quite know what he was thinking about. <laughs> He's a very philosophical donkey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just thinking, yeah. Why? Wherefore, in as much as which. 
and wherefore is the same as why. It's just a little <laughs> Yeah, just more phrasing confusing. it differently. So Winnie the Pooh says, how are you? Eeyore says, not very how. I don't seem to have felt at all how for a long time. Do you remember the episode of SpongeBob where um, he forgets how to make a Krabby Patty and then he forgets how to speak and he forgets where he lives? Like, I, he kind of, like, sounds to me like Eeyore where he's just like, I don't know anything, do how do. <laughs> it's, like, so depressed and out not of it that he can't how- even, like, form sentences. He has some sort of degenerative disease. Guys, what? sometime in the next period before we record Winnie the Pooh 2... When someone says, how are you? I want all of us to respond, not very how. And then let's report back on the response to that. Okay? Oh, that's why it made me think of it. Because uh, Mr. Krabs goes to see SpongeBob at his house. And he says, SpongeBob, me lad. How are you? And SpongeBob says, Mr. Krabs, do you how do? (laughs) Do you guys think you can do that? Do you think you can say not very how? Not very how. To a guest? Do you want us to confuse a guest altogether? No, when somebody says, how are you? Can it be someone I kind of know a little bit? Yeah, anybody who says, how are you? You can say, not very how. And then we're supposed to report back on how it went? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think it's not going to go well. (laughs) So definitely say, not very how. If you remember, say, I don't seem to have felt at all how for a long time. I'm not saying that to a patient. (laughs) I think that will instantly remove all their trust in me. Say it to a coworker. Oh, man. I deleted Hinge, but this would be the perfect thing to try on Hinge. Not very how. I should install the app again. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Do you how do. Winnie the Pooh is like, okay, let's see what's going on. He kind of walks around Eeyore and he realizes Eeyore's missing his tail. Oh, so that's why he's sad? Yeah. He's not sure. He he says, are you sure? And Pooh is like, well, either a tail is there or it isn't there. You can't make a mistake about it. Um, And he says, well, what is there? And Pooh says, nothing. And Eeyore goes, okay. So he looks and he's like, oh, you're right. Well, somebody must have taken it. And then Pooh says, how like them? Capital T. <laughs> how like, like them. them. <laughs> That's so good. No, Eeyore yeah. said how like them, not Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. He says, somebody must have taken it, said Eeyore. How like them, he added after a long silence. <laughs> Pooh thought he ought to say something helpful about it, but he didn't know quite what. <laughs> but so... Winnie the Pooh swears that he will find Eeyore's tail, and Eeyore says, Thank you, Pooh. You're a real friend. Not like some. (laughs) Whoa. Who's he referring to? (laughs) Them. All right, so Winnie the Pooh's like, I've got to find that freaking tail, and he decides, I'm going to go ask Owl, because Owl, he's the smart guy. He knows things. Mm -hmm. And he says, he knows, what is it? It's Owl who knows something about something, or my name's not Winnie the Pooh, which it is. So there you are. So there you are. <laughs> Owl lives at the Chestnuts. That's his house's name. There's a knocker and there's like a bell pull for a doorbell. And below that is a sign that says, plus ring if an answer is required. Recurred. Recurred. And everything's spelled wrong. And then the next one underneath of the bell pull, there's a notice that says, plus knock if an answer is not required. I was like, oh, that's funny. Because then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, it says answer because Christopher Robin's British. Yeah. Yeah. And turns out Christopher Robin wrote those little signs to put on Owl's door because he's the only one who can read and write and spell, which is funny because he clearly can't. (laughs) It says that Owl can write his own name and it's spelled W-O-L, but that he has a problem with delicate words like measles and buttered toast. So anyway, so Winnie the Pooh, it says he knocks and pulls the knocker, and then he pulled and knocked the bell rope and yelled, Owl, I require an answer. It's bear speaking. So anyway, so he's talking to Owl, and he says, look, Eeyore has lost his tail. 
so can you help me find it? And Owl says, the customary procedure is as follows. And of course, Pooh says, Pooh says, what does crustamani proceed cake mean? For I am a bear of very little brain and long words bother me. <laughs> wow. And Owl says, it, it just means the thing to do. And Pooh's like, well, as long as it means that, I don't mind. So Owl says, okay, first issue a reward. <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh says, uh, wait, I can't understand you. You sneezed while you were saying that. <laughs> Owl's like, no, I didn't sneeze. Yes, you did, Owl. And they have a little argument. And he's like, no, I didn't sneeze. I said, first issue a reward. See, you just did it again. You sneezed again. (laughs) Terrible. So Owl's like, it's a reward. Just a reward, okay? Just tell people there's a reward. And of course, Pooh, he's like, tell them there's a large reward. And Pooh's like, you know, talking about large somethings, I usually have a small something at this time of day. And he's thinking about it. And Owl's like, look, we need to write out the notice, put it on the forest. And Owl's talking, talking. And then he says, oh, you know, we should get Christopher Robin to write it. He's the one who wrote the stuff on the door. Did you see that? So Pooh has been zoning out and thinking about condensed milk and honey. So it says that, Theo, you'll probably relate to this, that Pooh has been saying, he's been taking turns saying yes and no to whatever Owl's saying. And having said yes, yes last time, he said no, not at all now without really knowing what Owl was talking about. (laughs) So they go outside and look at the sign and the bell rope and Pooh thinks it looks familiar. And he's like, what's going on with that? And I was like, oh, nice bell rope, huh? I found it in the forest. It was just laying there across a bush. And, (laughs) you know, I tried ringing it and nothing happened. And then it came off in my hand. And since nobody wanted it, I took it home. Pooh is like, Owl, you've made a mistake. Somebody (laughs) did want it. And it turns out it's Eeyore's tail. And he says he was really fond of it. And Owl says, fond of it? And Winnie says, Winnie the Pooh says, attached to it. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, they take it to Christopher Robin and he nails it back on. And Eeyore is so happy, he's like dancing all over the place. So Winnie the Pooh is so proud of himself, he writes a little tail-finding song. Hit it, Jack. Who found the tail? I, said Pooh, at a quarter to two. Only it was quarter to eleven, really. I found the tail. What a good song. These mofos don't know what time it is. (laughs) Remember back when comedy used to be like this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now it's just like people yelling at each other, cursing. Yeah, all comedy is just two guys on a stage screaming at each other. (laughs) Naming their vaginas. Yeah, Yeah, two guys on a stage naming their vaginas at each other. (laughs) Stop it. Stop naming your vagina at me. I'm going to name it after you. (laughs) No, you got a yes and. Don't tell me to stop doing it. Okay, yes, tell me your vagina's name, and I'm going to tell you mine's name. So I'm going to reference the the little videos again. So when I was growing up, we had a little VHS tape. And unlike Rachel, we had more than five. A little <laughs> humble brag there. No, we had we had a lot of VHS tapes. We didn't have a lot of DVDs. Oh, Play the tapes okay, gotcha. back. You'll hear it. Oh, my God. We didn't have cable. So we had like all the Disney movies on VHS. Wait, you didn't have cable? Didn't have cable until high school. That's why I'm such a freak. So anyway, we had this video <laughs> of like Winnie the Pooh's little adventures and pretty much everything was just like this. Uh-huh. But Do you mean Pooh's grand adventure, the search for Christopher Robin? No, it wasn't a movie. It was just like a series of little vignettes. And one of them was hmm. Pooh goes to sleep and has a dream about heffalumps and woozles. And it's like they're the scary air balloons and there's like elephants that are polka dotted and they're like all sewn up like they're like toy elephants and I'm gonna post pictures on the Instagram but 
I will not lie to you. I am not joking about this. When we talked about doing Winnie the Pooh and we talked about this, I looked up those pictures and I literally got upset. I was so scared. (laughs) There is something deep in my brain that says this is dangerous and you shouldn't be near it. (laughs) (laughs) And when Rachel started singing that song, oh my God, my hair stood up on end. It went. I feel like every time we talk about something from childhood, Jackie remembers some part of it that still terrifies her to this day. I guess I had a lot of little fears. They're I mean, black, Rachel was afraid round, of... They're up, they're down, they're in, they're out, they're all about, they're far, <laughs> they're near, they're gone, Jackie they're here, they're quick and slick, they're insincere. Beware. Beware. Yeah, beware. <laughs> Maybe you that's what was telling them. you that it was bad, that it was yelling, beware, beware. Yeah. Yeah. And I oh. listened, and you you clearly didn't listen. Something was telling me it was dangerous. What could it have been? Yeah. Oh, God, it was so scary. <laughs> the heffalumpawoozle is very... Confusal. Damn, Jackie. You get scared, huh, girl? Theo, didn't you have any, like, illogical fears as a kid? Um, certainly nothing that I've retained to this day. You, but you can't remember, like, your little child self being, like, you don't feel that little seed of fear within you? <laughs> that's different. Yeah, that's different. the seed fear, that's totally different. I just think when something is, like, really deep-seated like that, like, obviously I know it's not going to hurt me. Yeah, but I still can feel – I can access that. Anyway, so this is (laughs) when they find a heffalum. So scared. We should cover that song. No. (laughs) We have a TikTok. Oh, yeah, shoot. Okay. Yeah, and you guys can have the password to do whatever you want with it. Okay. And I'll I'll never look at it again. (laughs) Theo, what if we do, like, a really cool cover of heffalumps and woozles? Not a bad idea. It's actually a really good idea. Well, maybe that would help me get over my fear. (laughs) Okay, maybe we'll do it. If we hear anything from the audience that they're, like, so into it, maybe we will. We'll see. Okay, chapter five, in which Piglet meets a heffalump. So Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin and Piglet were all walking around together. And Christopher Robin, he uses this phrase a lot. He always says carelessly, which I think he must have, like, we would think of that as, like, lightly or casually. But it says carelessly. Oh, by the way. I saw a heffalump today, Piglet. Piglet says, what's it doing? And Christopher Robin, this is another time I thought of Rachel, (laughs) says, just lumping along. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Yeah. It's reminded me of myself, too. So, of course, Piglet immediately is like, well, I also saw one once. At least I think I did. Only perhaps it wasn't. Piglet is a (laughs) one-upper. That's not one-up. That's a yes and. You saw one and I saw one once. But we'll see. He does this more times. And Pooh says, oh, well, I also saw one. So Christopher Robin says, you don't often see them. And Piglet says, not now. And Pooh says, not at this time of year. Not in this economy. <laughs> and it's revealed that Pooh and Piglet do not know what heffalumps are. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're both <laughs> acting like they do? They both said that they saw them. Oh, my gosh. Or they think they did. Despicable. But so they're walking home together, and they're kind of chatting here and there. And it says they're chatting in a friendly way about this and that. Do you want to recreate their conversation, Jackie? Reminded me of ourselves. I'll be Piglet. If you see what I mean, Pooh. It's just what I think myself, Piglet. But on the other hand, Pooh, we must remember. Quite true, Piglet. Although I had forgotten it for the moment. Like they're not talking about anything. They're just agreeing with each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so good. That's cute. Anyway, so Pooh is like, I'm going to catch a heffalump. And it turns out Piglet was like, damn it. I wish I'd thought of that. So Pooh says, well, I'm going to make a cunning trap. So you're going to have to help me. And now Piglet is happy again because he's like, yes, I'm involved. He's like, oh, you need me to help. So Pooh thinks, well, let's dig a very deep pit and the heffalump will fall in. And Piglet's like, well, why? would it fall in if he's anything like the scarecrow he's definitely fallen in there (laughs) anything that's possible to fall into listen to our wizard of oz episodes 
who says, well, you know, maybe the heffalump is walking along, like humming a little song, looking at the sky, wondering if it's going to rain, and then just falls into a very deep pit. Piglet's like, well, this isn't going to work. What if it's already raining? Right. And Pooh says, well, if it's already raining, the heffalump will be looking at the sky, wondering if it will clear up, so he still won't see the very deep pit. My God, this might just be crazy enough to work. We can't lose. Exactly. So Piglet's like, well, let's dig a pit right in front of where a heffalump already is, maybe a foot in front of it. What? And Pooh's like, well, he'll see us digging it. And Piglet says, well, not if he's looking at the sky. Pooh's like, well, he might suspect it. Hmm. All right. It's not as easy as I thought it was. That's why it's hard to catch heffalumps. I don't think that's how you do it. Like, I'd love to dig a hole right in front of one, but that would require finding one. So let's just dig the hole right here. So they just dig the hole, and Pooh asks, how would you catch me? Piglet says, I would dig a hole, and i put in a jar of honey. And then you would smell it and go in. And then Pooh kind of rhapsodizes about honey for a while. He's like, oh yeah, I'd find the jar of honey, and I'd start licking at the edge of the jar of honey, and then I would dig into the middle of the jar. And so (laughs) Piglet's like, listen, never mind about that. I imagine that heffalumps probably like haycorns, which is obviously how they say acorns. And they have an argument about whether heffalumps would like haycorns or honey. And then Piglet realizes, if we say they like haycorns, I have to gather some. If we say they like honey, Pooh has to give up his own honey. And so he says, all right, honey. And then it's like two seconds before Winnie the Pooh was about to say, okay, haycorns. Because Pooh also had the same realization, but Piglet just got there like right a little bit earlier. Whoa. Oh, Piglet's a bad friend. So Piglet's <laughs> like, I'll dig the pit. You go get some honey. So he goes home and he goes to get some honey. And he's looking at his big jar and he's like, huh, yeah. You know what? This does say that it has honey in it. But I remember my uncle saying once that he had seen cheese just this color. So he's like, I better make sure this is honey. So he puts oh, his tongue gosh. in and he takes a little lick and he's like, hmm, no, yep, that is honey. That's honey. And he's like, Well, and it's probably honey right down to the bottom of the jar. But wait, what if there's cheese at the bottom? I guess I better go a little further. And he eats the entire thing. And then he's like, hmm, I was right. It was honey all the way down. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, no, wait a second. (laughs) I ate all the honey. There's like a tiny little bit left in the bottom. So he goes and brings it to Piglet. And Piglet says, is this all you have? And Pooh says, yes, because <laughs> it is, it is all, all he has. has. <laughs> yeah, he's not lying. It's funny. I mean, like, that's that's like a funny thing that he's doing, but it's also not that different than descriptions I've heard of what it's like to have OCD. Yeah. Gotta make sure this isn't cheese. <laughs> Gotta make sure this isn't cheese. And you, like, keep going and you eat all of it. Like, yeah. what if it's cheese at the very bottom? Oh, man, you're right. Oh, God. That's like a lot of mental illness. <laughs> so Pooh and Piglet are like, okay. We've set the trap. Let's meet again at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning and see how many heffalumps we've got in there. And Pooh's like, okay, do you have any string? Because we want to, like, lead them home with it. And Piglet's like, oh, I think they'll just come if you whistle. Pooh says, well, some do and some don't. You never can tell with heffalumps. So they go home <laughs> and Rachel. it's Such me again. So it's it's nighttime and Pooh wakes up and he's like, oh, my gosh, I have that sinking feeling that means I'm hungry. So he goes into his larder and he's like, wait a second. I was pretty sure I had a full jar of honey in my pantry and it said honey right on the front. And so he's thinking to himself and he starts to hum a little poem. It's very, very funny because I know I had some honey because it had a label on saying honey, a galoptious full up pot too. And I don't know where it's got to. No, I don't know where it's gone. Well, it's funny. 
It says he murmurs that to himself three times, and then he remembers he put it in the cunning trap. And then Bloody Mary comes in. (laughs) He's like, Father, it all comes of trying to be kind to heffalumps. But he's not able to sleep because whenever he tries to count sheep, he ends up counting heffalumps. And he's envisioning every heffalump eating all his honey and saying, like, this is very good honey. I don't know if I've ever had better honey. So it says he couldn't handle it anymore, and he runs to the trap. This is where in the little video I had, he has, like, this nightmare about the heffalumps. So. Mm -hmm. So he finds the pit and he like basically dives into the pit and sticks his head in the jar and he's like, oh my gosh, a heffalump has been eating it. And then he's like, oh no, I'm the one who ate it. So he starts like licking the side of the jar. And so Piglet wakes up and he thinks, he starts to think about the heffalumps and he has a very funny train of thoughts, which do you want to read it, Jackie? Sure. What was a heffalump like? Was it fierce? Did it come when you whistled? And how did it come? Was it fond of pigs at all? If it was fond of pigs, did it make any difference what sort of pig? Supposing it was fierce with pigs, would it make any difference if the pig had a grandfather called Trespassers William? (laughs) And what happens next is Shakespearean, I have to tell you. I mean, everything has just been set up and all the pieces are falling into place and there's going to be some mad confusion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very complex stuff is going on. So he's like, well, look, I'm going to go with poo, but what if— Heffalumps are very fierce with pigs and bears. Maybe I should pretend I have a headache. No, I should go before Pooh gets there and see if there's a heffalump in the trap. And if there is, I'll go to bed. And if there's not, I'll go back to the trap with Pooh later. Why is it every time we're supposed to catch a heffalump, suddenly you have a headache? (laughs) (laughs) But so Piglet goes in and he sees that there's something in the trap. And it's Winnie the Pooh with a big giant honey jar stuck to his head. And he's just like foolishly bouncing off the sides of the pit. And Piglet's like, oh shit, that is a heffalump. I'm so scared too. He goes, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Wait, 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 wait. I have to say this. The thing that Piglet says here, I remember being a little kid and like losing my shit about this. Just like laughing and laughing about how funny what Piglet says is. I couldn't believe how funny it was. And I remember like taking it to my mom and reading it to her and being like, can you believe this? This is so funny. Oh, the whole, the hellable horror lump. Yeah, do you want to read it? You do it. You love okay, it. Okay, so it's Piglet. He sees Winnie the Pooh and he yells, Help, help, a heffalump, a horrible heffalump. Help, help, a horrible hoffalump. Hoff, hop, a hellable horror lump. Hall, hall, a hoffable hellarump. <laughs> and he just runs to Christopher Robin. I like a hellable horror lump. That. <laughs> <laughs> hoff, hoff. A hellable horror lump. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, Christopher Robin, a heffalump. It had a big head. It was an enormous thing. It looked like nothing, like a jar. <laughs> it looked just like a jar. And it was an enormous big nothing. And Christopher Robin's like, okay, well, let's go take a look at that. And so they look down in the pit and they see Pooh bumping his head against the tree root with the jar on it. Christopher Robin knows who it is and he's laughing. He's laughing and laughing and laughing. And then Pooh somehow, he breaks the jar over the tree roots, smashes it and then there's his there's his head and piglet felt so ashamed of himself that he ran straight off home and went to bed with a headache (laughs) (laughs) and then christopher robin and Pooh go home and have breakfast and christopher robin says oh bear how i do love you and winnie the pooh says so do i very harrison ford of him (laughs) yeah i like how it seems like christopher robin never starts the story yeah he always comes in later right he does i kind of like that he's like the what is it called? Deus Ex Machina. Mm. Like once yeah. you bring out the big guns of Christopher Robin, it's over. <laughs> yeah, because you know he's bringing a gun. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know Christopher <laughs> Robin's bringing a gun. Gosh, I'm just picturing how can you live like Winnie the Pooh? 
You know what I mean? In what way? What does that mean? Like, this is what you're doing with your time? Screwing up every day? You know what I mean? (laughs) No, it sounds like a great life. Screwing up every day. That's how you would (laughs) describe Winnie the Pooh. I mean, yeah, I get fine. I guess they're probably not telling the stories about his normal days where he's just like living his life, doing calculus and yeah. <laughs> restoring cars, going to work, his yeah. nine to five job. Yeah. yeah. He works for MI5. It's just like, imagine just like constantly realizing I'm not just stupid, I am an idiot. These are incredibly <laughs> stupid things I'm doing. I'm a bear of very little brain. <laughs> I mean, as Cyrano de Bergerac said, if you think that you're stupid, you're probably not stupid. You're not as stupid as you could be. Yeah. Yeah, a true idiot wouldn't ever realize they're an idiot. <laughs> uh, I guess so. So everybody, we lied to you yet again. We swore we wouldn't lie again, but we did. We're only doing five chapters. <laughs> But next time we'll do the chapter we missed and everything else in the book. So don't worry about it. Perfect. I'm loving Winnie the Pooh. I feel like we've been on a real hot streak lately just with Cyrano de Bergerac and then Winnie the Pooh. I think those two guys would get along really well. They're both poets. <laughs> These are Rachel's <laughs> two favorite things. <laughs> Cyrano de Pooh. You think they would get <laughs> They both along have well. little songs and poems in them. Lots of wordplay. Seriously. It's true, but yeah. What? But what? I mean, Pooh is such a fool. You know he's going to just accidentally make comments about Cyrano's nose. You know he's going to do it. You're just waiting for the day. (laughs) Well, but he would make those comments, but it's because he would be actually confused about what the nose is. He'd be like, what what, what is this? (laughs) What's this then? What's all this then? That's how Winnie the Pooh talks. (laughs) Hello, governor. That's Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) You what? (laughs) (laughs) You what? He's in love with your cousin, (laughs) bruv. (laughs) Bruv. Oi. Christopher Robin, shoot me down, eh? Shoot me down. You know the UK is our second highest listener base. Maybe we shouldn't be brutally mocking them. You're like the one this. who started this. Well, I mean, that to them, this is not brutal. This is like we are making fools of ourselves, a hundred percent. Yeah, they're like, oh wow, it's so familiar. I like the podcast even more now. That's what I hear every day when I step outside my door. There's no such thing. No American has ever been funny when they're like, like just trying to do what we did. Like, oh. What did you say? Ahoy, governor? Oh, no. <laughs> what did I say? Hello. Hello. Hello, governor. Yeah, Ahoy, that's like, that's governor. never funny. <laughs> okay, I did one thing oh, once. No. I thought this was so funny. There's a part in one of the Harry Potter movies where Ron says to Harry Potter, not me, not Hermione, yo. And he says it in, like, a terrible way. But I sent my sisters a memoji of me saying that, and I was like, this is going to kill. And none of them ever responded. (laughs) So what, is a memoji, like, like it moves? It's like those little Apple emojis where you record your face, and it, yeah, and it, like, talks for you. I'll send it to you guys. I feel like it's really good. I think I did a great job. Can I post that on the Instagram? Yeah. You can. Like, can you make a new one and we can? Yeah. yeah. I just think I did a really good job. I think I sounded just like him. But Steven said something to me. He said, like, he's like, not me, you. And I immediately was like, not me, not Hermione, (laughs) yo. And he's like, what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) This is why you need to have siblings. (laughs) Except in this case, they betrayed me. Yeah. If you don't have any, get some. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the end of the podcast. We have been, we have just been like getting a kick out of Winnie the Pooh. We love that guy. We love Piglet. We love, well, we don't love Christopher Robin, but we love everyone else. Leo thinks he's a huge idiot. He is an idiot. We stand Winnie the Pooh. But you've been laughing. You said you loved it. No, I do love it. 
I'm just thinking. What a fool. Yeah, like I'm kind of thinking, would I like Pooh Bear if I met him? You definitely would like to hear stories about him. If someone was friends with Pooh and they were like, get a load of what Pooh was up to this week. (laughs) (laughs) If he was literally a cute little bear, like a really, really cute little animal, you'd love him. You'd be like, oh, you know, like I think it's cute if a puppy will get his head stuck in a jar. Not we have to get the puppy out of the jar. Let's just be clear about that. But, you know, it's like they make a funny little mistake and you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay, I understand now. I think I would like to be Pooh Bear's friend, but just so that I could have good stories. That's it? Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Well, let's uh, everybody come back next week and see if Theo's opinion on Pooh Bear has changed at all. I love him. I love him as a character. Okay, well, we hope it doesn't change then. (laughs) Jackie, you want to do our socials? I'd like to do our socials. Mine is 244. Wait. Come on, girl. Oh, you mean- Don't say your social security number. Say how people can find the podcast. Oh, okay. Sorry. Our podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fire the Cannon Pod. Our website is www.firethecannonpod.com. Our email is firethecannonpodcast at gmail.com. We have Facebook groups, which are uh, Fire the Cannon Podcast. You can find our discussion group and our official page there. And as always, don't forget, in addition to, but also, canon is spelled C-A-N-O-N. In as much as which. (laughs) In as much as which, wherefore. If you would like to support our podcast, there are two really good ways. The first one is free. Please leave us a rating and or review. I guess you have to leave a rating if you leave a review. Look, we prefer five stars, but, you know, whatever helps. Don't leave a one star like that, whoever that person was. But... Really, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to get another one. (laughs) Also, another thing. This one costs money. If you have money to spare and you want to give us some, check out patreon.com slash firethecanon. We just released, I mean, by the time this comes out, it's been a while. But as of recording, we just released another bonus episode (laughs) that I enjoyed a lot. As of right now in the Taisho era, we have just released... (laughs) Yeah, we're recording this from the Taisho era, but I also will have put up a couple fun cocktail recipes based on books we've covered. That's right. I know. Is it going to have honey in it? One of Yeah, honey? I'm doing a honey recipe. Oh my gosh. Condensed milk? Maybe. I don't know about that, but definitely honey. But I am doing one for 1984. The problem is I had to save up my little coin so I could buy another ingredient to make the 1984 recipe. But now I've got it, so I've got a really fun cocktail for that. And I guess I'll do one for Cyrano, and I've got a Winnie the Pooh one coming down the pipeline. Consider supporting us, and you will get access to that and a bunch of other stuff. And Rachel, you can also make, like, non-alcoholic versions of those, right? I mean, it depends on the cocktail. Some of them, I mean, I literally did a highball, which is, like, whiskey and sparkling water. So, no, you can't really do a non-alcoholic highball. So, sparkling water. (laughs) Yeah, just have some sparkling water. That's a cocktail. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah. So, check those out. Every little bit helps. Yeah. Every little bit helps. Um, It's really helpful for us with our equipment and our storage and all of that kind of stuff and just helping us keep making this podcast that we love so much all right well have a great time have some honey or not if you're vegan have some maple syrup we love you bye Bye.